All right, welcome to The Joust. Uh, my name's Nagy. I'm here as always with Liam McNeil. Liam, how are you? Look, Nagy, I'm disappointed. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm deflated. I'm disenfranchised. I feel like I've dragged my dick through a ditch full of Doritos, to be quite honest <laughs> with you, Nagy. How are you? Yeah, look, I've, I've been better after the weekend, um, to be frank. Um, Can I still be Liam? <laughs> Um, let's get straight into it. Sponsors for this week, Liam, do you have them there? I do, I do. This uh, week's show is sponsored by Barbecues Galore at Glendale, the double scallop roll at Newcastle Beach Kiosk, and the time that we broke into the store after leaving Cambridge. It's a really nice um, shopping centre, actually. The store on Hunter Street. Yeah, there's nothing in it. There's nothing in it. It's empty. There's an old car. (laughs) Uh, Remarkably lacks security, would you believe it? (laughs) I believe it. Uh, as is tradition, uh, we do our first sips to for me uh, to Nathan Ross. Uh, Nathan Ross, Fulmine Bianco. Fulmine Bianco. Brand new city origin rep. Yes. To Fulmine. <sighs> Cheers, Roscoe, for everything that you do. <laughs> uh, and uh, Liam, we'd like to lead us in for the uh, for the anthem. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, uh, as is tradition, I'd ask you to please be upstanding for the national anthem of Australia. Oh, apologies for that, uh, viewers. Uh, Elliot, our producer, was rehashing some childhood memories and seemed to have uh, put the wrong tape in the VCR. Uh, we will have that amended for next week. Surely we can get that right uh, for next week. I'm thinking. Uh, I think we might have it next week. Uh, yeah, you know, still working on it, obviously, but I'm pretty sure next week we'll get it. Yeah, so, Liam. Um the game, the game against the Titans on Saturday. Uh, yeah, look, look, big step back, obviously. Um, your thoughts on the game? Well, look, I'd say it was a worse step back than when uh, Chairman Mao tried to uh, eradicate the four pests that were plaguing uh, 1950s China, ended up killing about 50 million of his own people. This is worse than that. <laughs> I think this game actually proved to be quite a bit worse than that. I was just left so disappointed with that second half. Despondent, would you say? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's just... Like the fir- it was such again the Knights classic story, we 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 scored first we uh, we looked good in that first twenty, we're just playing out this narrative that every week um, you're almost ready for it. When they nearly scored right on half time, I was almost willing to just give them the try because I thought well that's what it's meant to be. And then sure enough, um, you know, the, in the next uh, the next half we just fell to pieces. Oh, it was woeful. I mean, I don't know what happened again. We come back. Seems to be every week we make a joke about Brownie's halftime speeches, but it's kind of gone beyond a joke now. I think I don't know don't what he's know doing what in he's that saying. room, but there's something going serious. Maybe he's showing them Schindler's List or something, but that's a, that's really not a good motivational tool. That if anything, it brings you down. It's a very sad movie. I haven't seen it, um, <laughs> but you know I know the uh, the story it was based on. I think it's based on a true story. I think so. The um. <laughs> was it German? Germany? I think it was something in Germany. Something in Germany. I can't remember. It's a pretty little known fact of history. You know, it's very kind <laughs> it of niche interest. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's uh, it's not a happy movie. And I really don't think it's appropriate for uh, trying to motivate a professional sporting team. No, no. I think he should rethink of his, uh, his halftime shows. He should, I think. I think. But, but as we know, you know, um, Brownie is an avid listener of the show. Uh, we might mention that on our next phone call with him. Now. Next time he calls, I think we might bring it up. Maybe something a little bit more inspirational. Maybe... Uh, Chariots of Fire or something like that. Yes. Remember the Titans? Another great one. Remember the, let's Young just let Ryan the boys Gosling. play. Just let the boys 
play. I forgot Gosling was in that. And hopefully one of... Well, I was going to say, you know, we had the perfect example for motivation when Paulie Paulie was in that car accident. If he'd ended up in a wheelchair, we'd be the premiers. Yeah, that's all we Because as we remember, needed. remember the Titans, Gary was uh, struck by a drunk driver. Yes. In a wheelchair and they won uh, whatever... Comp they were playing in. Whatever trophy it was they were playing for. The biggest one available. <laughs> the largest, largest trophy. Um, yeah, it's it was just a less said about the game the better. But it which was is a, why I'm really dragging out these metaphors. <laughs> I really don't want to talk about this game. It was, oh. We just fell to pieces, and it just reminded us so much of last year, and it made this year seem like we fell to pieces, and then those pieces fell into yet more pieces. pieces. It's it was so upsetting to see the the. Everything that we we thought we were sort of working towards, and just at least we like every other week. Okay, well, at least we're not making lots of errors and letting in silly tries, barring that uh, Penrith game. Um, but this was just a, a huge step back, and it's a tough road trip going from um, uh, North Queensland the week before, then coming to the Gold Coast. You know, two away games, very far away from Newcastle. But it was just the thing that annoyed me the most was to see. Almost like there was a relief at the end of the game, like elation, like they were back to like a high-fiving. Like I know players know each other and they have histories and like Tyron Roberts used to play for the Knights um, and there's going to be some like friendships there. But you to really let the fans down the way they did and then to show that it was like, well, they're, or they're, they're coping with it all right. You know what I mean? Like they, they, for me, they should have all just walked back to the sheds. You know what I mean? Like it, it should have been a, a sign that they're feeling it too. Well, they- Mick Hagan actually summed up beautifully. Another huge fan of the show on the uh, KO football covering program. program. Yes. Um, you know, yeah, he said the very same thing at the end. You know, they were smiles on the faces. They were hugging each other. This is a team that's gotten used to losing and they're okay with it. You yeah. can't be okay with it. And he said, in his, you know, in his day, if you lost, you got the heck off the field as quick as possible. You got a bloody good dressing down. And you turned around and you faced your problems and you fixed it for next week. This Seems the, like these Knights teams are just, they're so used to losing. It's, oh, well, another loss. Th- I know, but this is their job. You know what I mean? This is the, if this was any other profession, they'd all be sacked. You know what I mean? They like, would indeed be sacked. It's, it's, it just seems like, to face facts, it seems like th- there's some players in the Newcastle side that have been picked most weeks that aren't of the same calibre as the teams we're playing. So do, do we do we continue picking these people? Like, um, but tr- my counterpoint to you on that nag is: who do we pick? Well, who I think, do we have in reserve grade who no, has well, truly proven themselves to be better than those that are continually getting picked? There are players in reserve grade now that have had played NRL uh, last year, obviously with the same sort of situation season, but um, that are, that I think they would be doing a better job than the players out there. Um, some players like Tyler Randall, uh, Mickey Payer, who's coming back from injury, and Sam uh, Matatora also. I think that these forwards, um, especially Payer and Matatora, would be doing much better job than the likes of uh, Stockwell, who I thought was... He started the season, he's got two tries uh, to his name, and I thought he's coming off the bench doing that really good bench roll. But he's just... I know we're struggling with possession the times that he's on the field, but four, four runs for 31 metres. That's not... Many runs. And if we compare that to uh, the ex-Knight um, that were playing for the Titans... Uh, oh, Patrick Vivai, yeah. yeah. I mean, you look at him, he's had a similar game time to 
to um, Stockwell. I mean, obviously, like you said, it's still a possession battle. In his 25 minutes on the field, the Titans did have more ball, but he actively went looking for it. He ran 125 metres in his 25 minutes off 12 runs. 12 runs. Made a couple of tackle busts, a couple of offloads. He made it happen. He I mean, looked like he wanted to be out there. He, looked, cause he was obviously a, a player that was in the night system and had moved on. Uh, to the Titans, and he was playing uh, with intent to show, like you know, this is you know, I'm the kind of guy that you could have had. Uh, he, he really jammed it up our ass, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, without permission. Um, oh. the, um, <laughs> what uh, what was that word? Permission. Permission. Prom- premonition. Without premonition. Without premonition. Without any um, forethought. Uh, but. It was yeah. To say that it was disappointing is a huge understatement. I think everyone really didn't step up. Uh, I thought uh, Sione, Matautia, Dan Gagai, these players uh, didn't get involved when the game was still in the balance. And it was like to watch the game and look at the scoreboard. You think that game was never in the balance, but it was. We we controlled the game for the first twenty, uh, and that Titan side's got a lot of talent in it, and we were matching them. But as soon as that position, that possession, sorry, swung. Uh, we couldn't fight back and look like we were out in our feet. And this is a young side. This is meant to, be, meant to be a young, fit side that's meant to be full of energy. Not a, We're playing like when we had a bunch of old blokes and it just looked like we were sort of falling to pieces again. I don't know the way back from here, to be honest. Nor do I. <laughs> no, and look, if, I mean, expert pundits like us don't know the way back, <laughs> how are the people getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars and spend their life entirely doing it? How are they going to know? I, I don't know. Well, it's just... It's strange. Uh, every it? week, we'd like to do our uh, hats on uh, to... Sorry, hats off to a player that we... Uh, we'll get it right one week. One maybe. of the weeks, we'll get one it One of these weeks. Um, to well, Hats off to a player that we thought did a particularly good job and uh, hats back on to a player that we thought did a particularly bad job. Uh, Liam, I couldn't find the hats off. No, look, I think we've uh, came to a mutual decision here. Hats off will be cancelled for the week. It's cancelled. Uh, hopefully, week. it'll be back next week. But so, <laughs> just oh, someone look. There was a couple of players that had good, some good numbers, like but Daniel Safidi running over 100 meters for the first time in a while. But yeah, well, to be the standout meter runner was pretty much for that one break. Great bust that he made, but he might as well have been playing by himself out there. Yeah, I mean the rest of the forwards just didn't back him up. And at halftime, I you know I had that, my hand on the tip of my cap there. I was gonna start just, lifting it off, and then I just. Started pulling it down and just further down. I got over my eyes and I, I actually haven't been able to remove it. I went to the John Hunter yesterday and I'm booked in for the surgery, but I can't get my hat off. I just can't get it off. It's, it's not going off to anyone this week. Yeah. Uh, and like hats back on, like we could, there's a bunch, like mine would have probably have to be Jack Stockwell. Um, this is meant to be a player that's on huge money. Uh, he's he's uh, he's he's only playing 25 minutes a game. You'd expect him to come out there with a lot of, lot of, uh, Energy. This guy's played a lot for, of vim and vigor. Yeah, like this guy's played. Uh, he's he's Australian schoolboys. Like he's come through like some come through the system. He was with St George uh, before coming here. Keep it, in mind that was when St George were pretty bad though. That's true. They were not good. <laughs> um, but he's just he just hasn't lived up to any sort of the hype. And he started off, you know, uh, getting some early tries. But I thought that would have motivated him to to play a more energetic game and be involved. He used to have a, a, a nice offload too, and I haven't seen it. We, we, Where'd it go? Well, Did we got, he offload the offload? <laughs> we, um, that seems a bit silly. Well, it seems like he must have. It's. We, we lost that offload game 2-12, to 12, I believe. Also, mm. also these stats are uh, a courtesy of uh, Darren Middlesfield, uh, our, our stat Very own stats guru there. Stats man on the Darren ground. Darren Middlesfield. <laughs> but, um, but look, yeah. I've got to give my hats back on another one of the props, Josh Starling. I mean, yeah, look, we've he just about seems to be often. working. He's, 
Yeah, I mean, he's really contributing to me getting sunburnt for having my hat <laughs> off a lot. It's uh, He just really uh, is not offering much at all there in the front row. I mean, he came, again, like we said, he came across, had a bit of experience. He played at Manly, hugely successful side. Obviously, you would think he'd learn some good habits there. And yet, coming over to Newcastle, he's really he's kind of been like a wet noodle. Very, very limp. Very wet noodle. Like, um, very overcooked, mushy. Just something that sort of goes very, very soft. Um, mm. But I would have thought, obviously... Ask me again at the end of this long neck. <laughs> I'll tell you another <laughs> thing that's gone really soft. <laughs> Good grief. Uh, but yeah. Sorry to all the children listening to this program. But I there. believe he only had six or seven runs, Josh Darling. He did, and it was only for 31 metres too. So it could have been not 31 Not a very good no, run. Oh, it was 51 metres. 51 Still, metres. But that's like, it's not enough. It's not. It's And this is the starting prop of every game this season. You expect better. I'm sorry. Like it just it, like the, the you know what Nagy? I'd I'd ask you to take that back. I'm not sorry. Don't yeah. be sorry. No. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I'm totally deserved. Can we say we we need more from players we like him? We need it. And yeah, there was and there was errors coming back when we thought we like you know would be coming out of our own half. Uh, there was a scrum. Like Nathan Ross gets taken over the sideline. Not his fault, obviously. He no, never. Tried, he tried his best. Tried his best. Tried his heart out, Nathan Ross. Um, Always but, does. But it was just things like that. Uh, drop to um, Josh King, uh, drops the ball in the first or second tackle, and then also Yates, who I thought was doing some great stuff off the ball, uh, but he undoes all his good work by, um, yeah, putting us back under pressure. It's, it's around that forty meter mark, coming out of our own half, it's such a, uh, like a, a flip side because if if you, if you get the ball in the first or second there, you have such an opportunity of putting an attacking kick down the other end. Drop the ball there, you you know they're straight back, gifting yeah. them possession, gifting them possession in the worst part of the field because you're giving them not only possession but room to set up for a full six, so to score on that on you're that. Just really fourth laying or fifth on play. your back, opening your legs and saying, "Hey Cowboys, how are you?" <laughs> Sorry, hey Titans, how are you? <laughs> I like that. Hey Cowboys, hey, Cowboys. <laughs> well, funnily enough, we did that against the Cowboys as well. We did that. Yeah. It's we've started to realize we could just record this show. And just say negative things about the Knights. And then we could do it all in one night. And this the whole season show. And then just have like, oh, last week against the Cowboys. And then have just the same chat. Because like this is... We do seem to be... Rep- it's, it's Again, it's the recurring theme of the Knights are just getting so used to losing. And I mean, a lot of that started last year when they just became... And obviously the year before. And who knows, many decades before that. Right back to 2001. Well, look at 2015's um, year when we got the spoon. We had that big period in the middle. We won our first four games that season. I think we might have... Last time I was happy in my life. (laughs) Last time I can remember feeling joy. (laughs) And then um, after that, huge middle where barely won eight. We we won four of our last eight, I believe. Um, So it's like... But that's eight wins of the season. Can you remember last time? Like (laughs) eight wins of the season. We still get the spoon. But that's... How nice does that sound? I'd love to go eight wins in a season and get the spoon. Oh, just to, just to be slightly competitive. Like we beat the Knights like, win eight wins this year. I'll buy the a golden spoon myself and give it to them. <laughs> I can't afford a golden a spoon, spoon Daggy. No, no. Well, yeah. So we got so the, I'm pretty safe there. I think we got the Canberra Raiders this week. Uh, do we like we have played well against Canberra before? Uh, I think both games last season went to Golden Point. Uh, at 24 all, I think, was both times went to... Correct, yeah, and one ended with a draw. Again, funnily enough, the draw was one of the few highlights of the season. Very much so. one of two. One One of of two two highlights. highlights. Uh, It was... 
yeah, it was just uh, those games were we played remarkably well for periods and that got ourselves in the game. Obviously, in Canberra last year, finishing in the quarterfinals, they were a premier side and we managed to match them. So I how hope the for, hell did we do that? I, well, I don't know. Do, can we do it this week? God no. <laughs> last no, time, no. Look, I think actually there's always a chance, you know, because. That's a hell of a loss. And Brownie, I think, will really get stuck into him this week. There's some harsh truths to be faced. And, I, you know, I just feel like if it's got across in the right way and these harsh truths are laid on the table, you know, given out to the players and said, look, you got to fix this. Maybe could they fix it? Question. Hodko, would you bring him back? Is is the Jalen Feeney experiment over? Well, yes, because I'm fairly certain he should be dead after the hits he was copying against the Cowboys and yeah. the hit the Conrad Hurrell put against him at the Titans. I don't think for his own health and safety he should be allowed to play the game of rugby league at all. I don't think you could <laughs> argue that in the time that he's shown out there, which just hasn't been long, but at no point did he look like he had control over that game. No. Um, all his own bowels from the way he was getting hit. It's only the expect insane. <laughs> Control over the game or his own bowels, um, but you can't. You couldn't compare that to Hawkinson, who obviously we have a lot more expectation of. And times you feel like he's underperforming, but for everything else, you can tell that's a guy that that has the capabilities. Of, he has some modicum of control over the game. Yes. Yeah, and yeah, and I think that lacks. And we look rudderless against the Titans. Um, and so I, if it was me, unlike the two thousand and one Premiership side, which of course had one Sean Rudder. Sean Rudder. They were in fact quite rudder full. <laughs> With one. With one rudder. <laughs> um, we well, can't have two, I guess. Cause then no. you, uh, the Dutch, wasn't he? The Dutch rudder. <laughs> the, of the Dutch uh, descendants. Yes, uh, the Dutch <laughs> yeah, look, I think it's time to bring Hocko back. We've tried. Had a bit of fun. He, uh, did, he apparently didn't have a bad game. Uh, in uh, He had two tire assists in uh, the uh, the loss against the, the Tigers in, in New South Wales Cup. But there's also uh, Tyler Randall. Paulie Paulie, the representative player. Yes, Paulie well Paulie. done to Paulie Paulie as well, getting picked in the country team from reserve grade, which uh huge, huge nod. Has that happened before? Uh, you know, not that I can recall. Maybe. Unless you go into your, you know, your second tier sides at World Cups. Was it Brett um, Finch in like 07? Didn't they pull they pulled him out of a pub and like I got believe him, it was. And like didn't uh, he could have been playing New South Wales Cup, but uh to play Origin. Um but I don't think it's happened before. And he must have... Has Paulie Paulie played City Country before? Surely I don't that's think the so. only I think it's reason. it's debut. It's got to be the thing that... That's how desperate they've become to get players. Well, they, they have. I mean, after Des announced that his players will be unavailable, certain other coaches announced their players will be unavailable, we announced at the Jazz that we're unavailable for selection. Yes. They were really digging out the bottom of the barrel. I really like City Country. I really... Uh, I think it's phenomenal. They never should have got rid of it. It's the biggest mistake the NRL have made. And they've made some fucking clangers. <laughs> yes. Um, but uh, I think if we were going to give a hats off this week, we'd have to go to Nathan Ross making his uh, representative debut in the centres. Uh, something that he that he he really wanted to be a part of this uh, starting 13, which he which was this season. And now he's been uh, yeah, selected. And thoroughly deserved. Thoroughly deserved. What a player. So I'm, an I'm, effortsman. I'm only hoping that during this rep round when we have the bye, um, I think it's half for Canberra, I think. Uh, it is, yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> we, we could easily find that out before we start doing this. Or we could not. We could not, uh, which we often do. We like improv, you see. <laughs> We're not very good at it. No. But uh, we try. Um, but uh, I'd just like to th- hope that these players that, uh, which is, there's 10 players playing in all the different sides, like the rep sides, um, 
including yeah, Junior Kangaroo, Sam Stone got a call up, which is another great. So Fiji Brothers got a call up for their native Fiji. Fiji, uh, as well as um, the Matautias for oh Samoa. for Samoa, yes, yes. Um, so it, hopefully these players come back with an air of confidence. I know the Fiji boys both did after the the test last year with Fiji, so that's the only hope we have against Canberra. That's um, all we got because <laughs> I, I, if we put that same um, team out there, uh, we would have to hope for something, something. That's it. Just, it. Oh, just at this point, it's you know. <laughs> Because Cam's gonna eat us a lot. Look at the look at the their pack. Like, I think like yeah, I it, hate to say that, but it's it's true. If they go out there with that same attitude they played against the Titans, and the Titans are fifteenth, and they're playing sixteenth, and they absolutely whooped us. So, but if you do want to, um, you know, show the boys a bit of support, we're here at the Joust. We'll be meeting at uh, All Saints Cathedral prior to the Canberra game to light a candle for the souls of the Poor Knights players who <laughs> may not make it through the week and pray for a win. But that's. About all we've got at the moment, I think. I, think I mean, we've got, got all these stats in front of us. And uh, excellent stats, by the way, from our very own Darren Middlesford. Uh, but, you know, it just seems like with the way the Knights have kind of rolled on, it uh, doesn't mean doesn't seem like the stats will count for much. No, it looks shocking. We're not losing any any of the, uh, the battles at the moment, including the stats. But, uh, look, we're going to have a quick short break and uh, we'll be back for uh, the pointy end where we discuss every, all the big uh, NRL news as well as... Uh, Liam's mail sack. Uh, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Joust. Uh, we're going to jump straight back into uh, the pointy end of the Joust where we discuss all the big NRL news concerning the Knights. Um, couple of big things this week. Uh, obviously, the signing, possible signing of James Graham. Uh, Liam, what, what are your thoughts? Yeah, look, we on the Joust have, uh, I believe, talked in great depth about how much the Knights need a James Graham, if you will. And, you know, Matty John said it. He could be the next chief of this club. You know, he's a yeah. chief, obviously, hard-dominating front row, led from the front, really gave a very good account of himself leadership-wise. He thinks James Graham could bring that to the club, and I think he's right. So, you know, clearly... I mean, Matty has also been listening to the Joust because this is something we've discussed in great detail. Yes. I think he'd be an absolutely phenomenal signing and apparently it's as good as done. It just needs the squiggle on the page uh, and he's over here. So I think that'd be phenomenal. I think the Knights are the only team that are going to offer him the kind of money that uh, to for, for a final contract in his career. If we can offer him... Look, I'd give him three years. What like It's not like we're, we're, we're keeping the... You know, the the, creme the, de la creme. We're not keeping the bed warm for anyone else. Um, so it's, We don't even have the bed. We don't even have the bed. We're sleeping on the carpet. Um, but it's not your house. It's <laughs> your mate's house. It's, it's a little we have. So uh, I think we give him a multi-year contract for, for the kind of money that uh, that he's on now. And I don't think any other club will match that. Because um, they're thing, all dickheads, the other clubs. There's, yes. But it seems like uh, there's other talks that he might go somewhere else. Like he might want to stay in Sydney, but I think... I don't know why you'd want to stay in Sydney. It's not a very nice city. Well, it's nothing compared to Newcastle. No, but no city in the world is. <laughs> That's true. Um, but I think he's going. I think he's going to come, and I think uh, that that'll be that'll be huge for the Knights. It'd be a massive signing, and it could, and then also attract other players to come. If James Graham's going there, I want to play with James Graham, because um, no one's saying they want to come play with Jack Stockwell. Like, <laughs> like. I don't know his missus might be saying that. Right? No, apparently she's a good sort too. Well, he's got pretty good money. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> oh, so she's just in it for the money. <laughs> I mean, I don't know the woman. I'm sure she's lovely, but it helps. It would help. I'm not saying she's just in it for the money, but it, you know, you wouldn't say no. 
Um, I'm sure she's a lovely lady. Mrs. Stockwell, hope you're listening. Um, and the other big news coming out of uh, the night scene is the report in the Herald that the other teams are sniffing around uh, Dane Gagai. Do you think he will stay or do you think he will go? He's got uh, another year in his contract as an option, but is effectively on the free market. So um, apparently he's been offered like uh, St. George as well as another team. Um, One of the other NRL teams, teams, I believe. Yes. Uh, has sure who. Offering him big money to come there. Look, I know this is meant to be a supporters podcast and we're meant to be supporting the Knights, but at a certain point, you know, we've got to start revealing some home truths. Some of the feedback from the listeners was that we do need to maybe air out the dirty laundry of the nights. Um, <laughs> and yeah, them. look, I I think it's gotten to the point we have to. I, I honestly, if another club is offering Gagai similar or even less money, I don't see why he wouldn't take it. He's yep. very talented. And uh, when the Knights have been playing well, he's been very good. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, unless the, uh, the powers that be at the club set a standard and say, all right, this is where we are. This is where we want to be. This is how we're going to do it. We've got X player coming, X player coming, X player coming. You know, gay guy's still going to be sitting here wondering about his future. Well, am I going to take out a couple more wooden spoons with the Knights? When I could be playing finals footy, a bit less money maybe, but I could have a premiership. Well, it's what Corbin Sims did. You know Essentially what, I mean? like, what he, Corbin Sims did. He, he left the, the final year because he wanted an extension, but they didn't, uh, weren't willing to offer him one, and he went for less money to Brisbane, and Brisbane been, are where they are on the table. And he's been playing great. As yeah, well. and, and starting starting in a very good Brisbane pack. Mm. Um, but look, so is that going to happen to Gags? Is is uh, you know will he will he stay or will he will he gags? I want to say no. I uh, <laughs> you know I've, like this question. It's uh, you say no. He's leaving. Is it, I'm saying no, but I'm saying it, it's a bit of a gag reflex. You know, <laughs> I haven't had time to ponder on it. It's uh, just been jammed down my throat, and I'm kind of yeah. swallowing my spit trying to. <laughs> get it out of there but <laughs> look I'd love him to stay he's a great player and I think if he can hit his strides and stay uninjured which might be another issue he which did he has. to pull well, up a bit lame uh, on the weekend against the yeah, Titans but he was coming off an ankle injury as well and I really hope he stays I'd he, love for him to stay he's now one of our not like more experienced players but like one of our longest serving players he's been the side for about four years ish now 2012 so that's yeah he's coming to his fifth year uh, at the Knights. Um, so I, I really hope he does stay. This brings me on to my next question, Liam. Um, obviously, this team is underperforming and there's lots of talks of bringing these new players in and, and get, ridding pla- get rid of players that we, that, we, that we don't need anymore next season. Who do we keep? Who is the side... Who's the Newcastle Knights side that we want in three years' time? The Nucleus, the nucleus. I believe, uh, if you will. Look, I think there's a couple you need to hang on to. Barnett... Obviously, Mitch Barnett, yes. Mitch Barnett. He was in uh, very good, very good to great form at the start of the year, and still a young player. Got a lot of good footy ahead of him. I think Mitch Barnett is key. Hang on to Mitch Barnett. Danny Levi, yep, developing into a really good hooker. I mean, there's already talks for him to be in the New Zealand Test side. Obviously, well, he was left out of that squad. He was disappointingly. I think that was a step back from his. Yeah, it was. It was a damn shame. I think, but I think Levi, you hang on to. So Levi Barnett, there you've got two. Oh. I want to say Brock Lamb because he does have a lot of development left in him. But then you've got then got the issue. He's part of the nucleus. You need another experienced half around him. So yeah. him being part of the nucleus then comes with the responsibility of paying someone else big money to prop him up for a bit. So, But I think at the same time, yes, hang on to him. And then obviously younger players who we've discussed in the back row, Sam Stone, Luke Yates, yeah. you definitely hang on to them. I think get rid of all the front rowers. Uh, Safidi boys, go on. 
I may have spoken too soon. <laughs> yeah, no, so, give the Safidis a bit more time. <clears throat> I think it's time to let loose a few of the front rowers. But I think if you were to pick, say, six players who've got to stay, it's got to be Barnett, it's got to be Levi, uh, it's got to be the other two I just mentioned. <laughs> Safidi uh, boys, yeah. The Safidi boys uh, and the other two from before that. And of course... Sam Stone and Luke Yates, which right, brings just, it up to just, seven. I'll just throw a couple of players out there. Uh, Nathan Ross. Well, I mean, that's obvious. Obviously, obviously. There's never say, any yeah. talk of him going anywhere. He's been the core of the side I forever. S- I just think there's got to be a point where you're supporting a team uh, and... Sione's another one. Sorry, I forgot Sione. Well, he's the captain now. So. He is the captain. Um, so you got to... You're supporting this team but and you, you want them to do better, but do you just... Do you just wipe the team clean and start fresh? Like, you know what I mean? Like, over the course of three years, are we hoping that we keep... What what's it? Yeah, our, our nucleus, our spine, our like you know the the core, the players that were that's putting bums on seats. That players actually, uh, sorry, the supporters actually like come to watch. So we have got Gags, is part of that, and I think that's why he's essential because he uh, he's been with us through our tough times. He's been one of our best. Uh, he obviously has immense talent, and when we're doing well, he plays well. Um, when we're doing poorly. He still sometimes plays well. Well, there's another player, Paulie Paulie. Do you think we should hold on to him? He's now a rep player. He's oh, yeah. Hang on to Paulie Paulie. I mean, they drove a car into him on the M1 and he's still <laughs> playing football. You That's a tough bloke. Indestructible. Really not destructible. You can't destruct him. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's it's going to be an interesting time to see uh, during this big recruitment phase um, of who we who we keep. And obviously, like, Sean Kenny Dowd, uh, has been oh, talked to Jesus come. Christ! That could be the worst signing in history. <laughs> it could, it could, very well could Skidzy. be. But like, it seems like he, like players of his caliber, these sort of fringe, um, so maybe older ex like rep players that aren't uh, necessarily in the the focus anymore. Um, you will re- now recall that Sean Kenny Dale is a current rep player, has been playing for New Zealand for many years, and is very much in the frame. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, okay. He's yeah. never really been a fringe player there. Well, uh, no, no, I'm saying the fringe as far as like he's not a marquee player anymore, and he might have good been. Point. He might have been five years ago. A good point. Yeah. So, point taken. and but these players, uh, when these other like larger sides, like larger as in more financially viable sides. Um, As opposed to us, which is not a financially viable viable side at all, all. actually. When they're looking to shed these players to make room for marquee players, it's happening at the Bulldogs. That's why we might get James Graham with the signing of Aaron Woods. Uh, It's going to happen for whoever signs. It's probably going to happen to the Roosters when they sign Tedesco. I think it's already happened. Tedesco signed with the Roosters. No, words come out today. Might be Parramatta trumping the offer from the Roosters. Are you sure of this? Sometimes I, I think heard you dream about this. Okay. Talking okay. sport today with... Uh, with the boys. Graham, Tunksy, and the third one. And the other guy, Patsy. I always forget. Patsy, Patsy. yes. Patsy. <laughs> and Chachi. <laughs> Patsy and Chachi. I do love that shot. I can't remember any of the names uh, besides uh, Tonksy. Oh, I thought you were saying it was a show about Patsy and Chachi. You think <laughs> of Joni and Chachi, the Happy Days spin-off. Happy Days spin-off. Or you're thinking of Patsy from... Uh, was it Keeping Up Appearances? No, that was a hyacinth bouquet. Hyacinth bouquet. <laughs> Where is this gone? <laughs> it's been a rough week, Scott. Hasn't it ever? It's been a bad, bad week. Sometimes you have to sit down and watch Keeping Up Appearances just to get a bit of life back in you. And look, you, know? you do. It's you know, it, it kind of brings the problems of uh, being a Knights fan really into perspective. <laughs> you know, sometimes her flowers are trampled on. That no, Being a Knights fan is tough, but getting your flowers trampled on, come on. I mean, that's... Come on. And poor long-suffering Richard. Oh, that <laughs> poor man. She ran roughshod over him. I believe, oh, God, didn't she ever. Um, <clears throat> but now, <laughs> the Newcastle Knights, Liam. Who? Yes. <laughs> um, 
so to keep on this side, that the there's gonna be players that go, and there's gonna be players that stay. Obviously, that's just the nature of a football side. And of but uh, professional gonna, sports in general. But we're gonna see a big, big shift in the next few years. Uh, and like, what do you think, Elliot? Do you reckon? Um, Oh, he's a great producer. Yeah, he can stay as long as he Oh, Brendan Elliott. Brendan Elliott. Look, I feel like with the Pong coming down, you don't have much room for Brendan Elliott now. Does he stay and play on the wing? Does he bide his time in reserve grade, uh, wait for the uh, the Pong's fragile puberty-affected body to <laughs> crumble? What does Brendan Elliott do? Was he just a bit player, perhaps? That is an interesting one. What's the thing? We seem to like also reward these players that stick with us during these hard times, and um, which seems to be like a, a regular thing the Knights do. But is it's is just it's led to us had having a, yeah, almost, a winless, great. <laughs> almost a winless season. So it's like, do we just sort of yeah, just just cut? I, I was going to say cut shop. That's not a, not an expression. It should Le- be leave shop, leave shop, shut but, up shop, shut up shop, yeah, shut up and, shop. But like continue trading, <laughs> but also <laughs> with different items. Um, but it's it's going to be an interesting time to see who stays and who goes. There's a lot of players coming off contract. Uh, at the end of the season, and I really hope that we keep um, the 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 sort of the culture of this side. The because we've already went through a big rebuilding period that rebuilt to nothing, and um, we barely got the slab down, and uh, that's where we're stuck with, and we're being rained on every week. Like Wayne Bennett's, you know, whole rebuild was just it was like the Treaty of Versailles. It was a well, it was a rebuild that was just going to lead to another world war in twenty years. That's it. That was exactly. Was right. it, it was, it was I think it was bu- uh, the uh, the great. F- uh, G- French general, General Foch or Clemenceau was either Foch or Clemenceau in 1919 signing of the Treaty of Versailles. Oops. He said, "Men, this is not a uh, this is not a, a peace. This is not an armistice. This is merely a 20 year ceasefire. 20 years almost to the day we get World War Two, and that's basically what's happening in the Knights right now." I hope we cut this in post. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I'll cut you in post, mate. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna jump straight onto uh, your mail sack, Liam. Um, uh, we've got a few questions in. Uh, I think uh, uh, G. Morton might have sent one through. Yes, um, we have a question from Gavin M. And it's a two-part question here, Nagy. It's amazing. I can't believe he could count to two. Um, he has a two-part question. One, will the Knights win again before they kicked out of the comp? Nagy. Well, I'd like to say yes, but also possibly no. <laughs> look, it could go either way. I'd like, look, there's certain times that we think we can actually, like, match these sides for, for about 10 minutes, 15 minutes during the... T- but it doesn't... Like, after 80 minutes, we're never the best side. I imagine if games of rugby league were only 20 minutes long. Oh, we'd be on top of the table. Top of the table. That first 20, yeah. But, um, but yeah, I'd like to say yes, but also quite possibly no. Now, part two of Gavin M's question... Oh, sorry, G. Morton's question. <laughs> Who would be your preferred famous actor slash muso slash Hollywood type to lead them back into the comp in five, ten years' time? A la... Russell Crowe and uh, Peter Holmes a court. No, I like to think that if we did get kicked out and then we made it back in the comp, there'd be a film made about about like sort of the night's journey through being kicked out and like being resurrected and we there could be like a you know, in a world one team, one town, Alec Baldwin starring as Michael Hagen. Agreed. I think Alec Baldwin <laughs> is the man <laughs> who could do it. Alec, Alec, Eddie Murphy as Aquiliwate. <laughs> Chris Rock as Wes Naguama. Am I racial profiling? Yes, I think we should stop that question right now. Gavin, uh, please no longer send us any questions as you've led us down a very dark and dirty road. But I think Alec Baldwin would be a great one. Imagine a halftime motivational speech from him. But to be fair, 
Uh, anything would be better than Brownie's halftime speeches at this point in time. I don't know what he's telling them at the time. But yeah. Um, but yes, I, I think that's an obscene question. Gavin, please stop writing in. Yes. <laughs> but but uh, we have another question you'll be, there. Uh, you'll be on the blacklist as is one and Walsh. Uh, we got. Uh, we're going to run through some tips. No, we've got another question there. I think we've got we do have another Jade. question from the Jade Honda. Jade Honda. Uh, Jade writes. Um, oh, I've got it here. I'm sorry. <laughs> I asked. Uh, I asked you, Liam, but I have it in front of me here. Um, on my electric telephone. Let me just look at this. Oh yeah, thoughts on Gallons. Uh, uh, being uh, resurrected from his... Uh, I bloody love it. Look, it may only be because every coach and his dog has ruled their players unavailable for City versus Country, which I think is a horrible decision. I think it's a, a hallmark of the game. And a, growing up a country boy, you know, pulled on the country jersey a couple of times. I'm not too proud to admit that. I um, You know, I think it's great that a big name is getting back into the game. And it's just a shame that this is going to be the last one. I, is he, I, is he like, like uh, obviously he's, but he's retired from red football. You're bringing him back. Is it just bums on seats? Is that all it is? Yeah, I think it's bums on seats. I think he and Laurie will have had some very Francis discussions and uh, Gal will say, look, no, we've got a young generation coming through. I don't want to stand in the way of that. Is that, or well, is that like, like, you know, you see these Brisbane players that from, from, you know, the early 2000s that kept coming back, like your Ben Eikens and things like that, that were sort of retired. Your Darren Smiths. Your Alan Langer. Alan Langers that kept popping up. Do you think this is like a la that, or do you think, or do you think it's just like, uh, well, you're here, you're available, we're going to put you in, we don't care. Yeah, I think City Country was just, you're here, you're available. You got two thing. feet and a heartbeat, we'll put you in a jersey. Why, I don't see why they have to be playing City Country right next to the rep, like with the with the Australia game, the Australia-New Zealand. One year they put it on at the same time. Do you remember that? I do, I do. It was a awful. De- look, the NRL's turning into a bit of a schmozzle when it comes to scheduling. Uh, but, you know, it's all for television. It's for television. I don't like it at all. Yeah, it's a, uh, I do like television, though. <laughs> don't have an aerial, but I watch it on the internet. It's great. <laughs> Elliot taught me how. If you are listening, text us through whether you like us to do our tips. Liam and I are two of the possibly worst tippers um, imaginable, really. Oh, like, there's nothing possibly about it. We, I, I'm, I tipped, I think, three from eight last week, <laughs> and that was an improvement on the week before. Um, so, like, let us know if you want us to to do the tips because we're going to do it now. But I recommend it. I don't think we're going to do them. Like, like, it's just talking nonsense, which is what we're doing anyway. Well, that's the whole podcast. But still, <laughs> at least we're not possibly affecting people's chances of winning money. That's true. Which that's that's really what I don't want to do. I don't want to, people losing money on my behalf. <laughs> So we better jump into uh, one of our favourite bits is uh, is uh, bits uh, is um, the blast in the past. Liam is uh, a bit of a history buff. He likes to keep up with all these players uh, that are where are they nows of uh, you know ex knights knights of the knights of the past knights of the realm. And I believe this week is uh, we have uh, Marvin Caruana. We do indeed, Marv, old Marvy Caruana. Two nicknames there. Nickname was Marv. Uh, also, nickname was. Marvelous. Uh, I think they were reaching a bit with uh, Marvelous there. But Marv uh, played 34 games for the Knights. He uh, wasn't a great strike uh, strike record. Only scored one try. Singular. In that Singular 34. Try. Singular try. Yes, one. Um, and son of Mary and Jane Caruana, actually. Mary and Jane Caruana. Mary and Jane, yes. A same-sex so, couple. Same-sex couple, yeah. Yes, mother's Mary Jane Caruana. And uh, there's actually a bit of a... 
push uh, in the media right now. What's well, a bit of a global context. movement? It's a very global movement um, to legalize marijuana. Legalize marijuana, which uh, I'm not sure why. I didn't know he was out of favor at the moment. But well, uh, uh, look, apparently we need to legalize. Apparently, it. there's a lot of very rich people in suits who just detest him. Yes, they, they hate, hate him. him. They the more conservative of the. Of the, uh, but apparently his healing properties are quite phenomenal. I don't, I don't know. Caruana oil, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Caruana oil, and uh, I actually had a really good conversation with uh, Marvin the other night. Yes. Yes. Oh, <laughs> did you really? <laughs> but yeah, I also it was um, nonsense. But yes. How are you getting? How are you getting the oil out of Marvin? No, it's, that's the. Uh, uh, no, it was actually in his plant-based form. Oh, I see. Yes. Mar- <laughs> but yeah, no, he was actually uh, nicknamed the Huanui Sunny Bill. Wainui SBW, because, of course, he's from the uh, town of Wainui Omata and apparently had a shared feature with Sonny Bill in that he was from New Zealand. And, uh, <laughs> they kind of based his nickname around that. They got a lot in common. There's a lot in common. I mean, you know. But then, uh, yeah, obviously, stellar career for the Knights. 34 games, one try. Hey, and then went back to his native New Zealand to play on the National Rugby Sevens. Rugby Sevens. Like, uh, I really hope they do legalise marijuana. Absolutely. M marijuana. <laughs> M. Caruana specifically. <laughs> to Marvelous. To Marvelous. Um, thank you so much for that blast in the past, Liam. I really oh, it's a pleasure. I, I always love a good blast from the past. Um, I was blasted <laughs> when, I, when I met him the other day. <laughs> oh, that's uh, That wraps up another episode of The Joust. Thanks for listening. Uh, you'll find us on SoundCloud as well as iTunes. Uh, keep an eye on us from Facebook. All the pipes, all the social pipes are out there. Um, <laughs> but uh, we really do enjoy doing this. Uh, but that's another joust out. Thank you very much. Two.